Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Divide and Conquer. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. Tonight we're going to get into some a variety of things and trying to understand emerging threats. And there's a lot of them coming out, including there will be, in my anticipation, quite a number being sent against the effectiveness of what we're doing here in Bard's Nation. I think it's very important to understand that we have been extremely successful in the efforts that we've made as a community to start really raising up the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of prayer. And with that, there's a desire for people to have that constantly in their lives. So I'm going to talk a little bit about tonight the importance of where we each have to walk and not to try to own what we can't own. And that's truly the, the blessings of the Holy Spirit and what is there. And unfortunately, once people are touched by it, many times it gets a little bit convoluted. And then we're going to relate this to the bigger issue of the world, because right now there's a lot of challenges going on around the world to understand, and there's a lot of deception happening to try to provoke response. And ultimately, all of this comes back to where we walk in this world. We either walk anchored in the Holy Spirit, listening to the voice of God, or we become subject to the world, which we, as the world of the flesh. And those that point we are at right now, and it's very important to discern that and be very clear on where we step. Now, real quick, before we get going, this weekend, uh, resistancechicks.com is having the Chicken Butchering Workshop, and that workshop will be at their location in Milford, Ohio, it's on October 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern. If you're in the area, I'd highly recommend going. It's a hands-on, in-person training, $25 per person, $35 per family. Again, is uh, resistancechicks.com forward slash chicken workshop. And that's, that's literally like resistance chickens meet resistance chicks. And I think the resistance chickens are going to lose. So head on over and check that out if you're interested. It's a great training. It's really important right now to have that hands-on and super important. So in addition to that, I mean, we really have to be aware of what's going on in the food supply. And there is a lot happening here that's far beyond just the, the idea of supply chain breaking. They are literally changing the food supply right now to include bugs and, and lab-grown meat so they can put it in food without your approval or even you knowing this is happening. Tyson just recently invested massively into a worm, meal, bug, whatever you want to call it, producer, to the idea of creating bug oils and bug um, additives for worm bag additives, whatever you want to call it. They look like mealworms and, and probably crickets and roaches and whatever else. This is all about their approach to degrade humanity. And literally, they made the comment that it's the same process that they use for dog food. We are considered equal to that now. So... It's important that you understand the threat and now the emerging threat along with the types of conflicts and explosions that happened in the Middle East. 
which they're positioning for here, all of this is a very real threat in our time. Domestic terrorists are being planted, and the terrorists are coming across the border. Fighting-age males are being distributed across the nation. There's weapons caches to back them up. This is being run in part by the CIA. They've moved 140,000 Afghan fighters into the United States to preposition them. And part of this is to leverage a threat against the government to blackmail them and, and with the basically to do what the world wants this government to do, which is to betray us, in other, or, or the consequences will be mass violence across the country. And since the, Amer- the American male has been so completely neutered in, its, uh, in the willingness to stand up and do something about this, we are coming to a critical collapse in our nation and, or, or a critical conflict in our nation. All of that said, and this roots back to kind of the message for our, one of our sponsors tonight, which is very critical, is to understand that you have to take the responsibility of having food security in your hand. It's very, very important. And that is why we have My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness food company. And right now they've got a big sale on their three-month emergency food kit with $200 off. Um, head on over to our website on their place, which is preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. You can save $200 on these unit, on these food systems. Get one for every member of your family. Have it in reserve and know that that's the baseline for your food preparation systems. That'll give you 25-year shelf life on that food. It's important to have it because these threats are getting very real. And all of this is, so that's, again, my, preparewithbards.com. All of this is rated, related to this idea of divide and conquer. So I want to start with just kind of where we are as a community. And I've had to take a sit back today. I was working tonight. was supposed to be an interview with Basil Baz. And I apologize. It's, it's taken me now almost two days to work through this interview. When he and I worked through it, there was an obvious hack going on to try to disrupt his message. And I've had to spend some considerable time working through this hack to try to reclaim the audio. I can do it. I'm about halfway through the interview, but I couldn't get it done in time tonight, and I will post it tomorrow night. But just understand that that's not surprising since Basil's background is the CIA, and secondly, he is doing domestic true child rescue. And so there's a lot of reasons to, that they would not want his message out. So that's pretty evident as I'm going through. And if you're curious how I'm identifying that, I'm identifying it because every time he says something critical, his voice literally gets bottomed out to almost zero. So there is, and it's constant throughout the interview. So there's something that was going on there at the time. And so it's, it will be up tomorrow. But let's get into some bigger issues or some issues that are very pertinent to us. We started as a very small platform. There was actually 100 people when I started this on YouTube. And we had a steady growth with, between Twitter and YouTube. And I remember the day that I crossed 10,000 subs on YouTube. It was an amazing day. And we saw that continue to grow until... We got to about 100,000 subs on YouTube, and we had somewhere about the same on Podbean, which would be downloads by, by comparison. When we hit after the elections, which was, it was, the 20, it was in 2020, obviously, November 2020, post-elections. November 10th was when I really started to kick up the, the podcast, and it was literally based on what God had put on my heart. We need more prayer. I went to six shows a day, if you recall. And it was an, a pretty grueling pace. And even to this day, I'm not sure how I did it. And the only way I could have done it was with the Holy Spirit working with me and, and God's blessing. 
By the end of January, this platform went from 100,000 downloads to a million downloads. And the, the pace of growth was just outrageous. And it has continued to be a massively growing platform. And, and we've built a beautiful community known as Bards Nation. And we've built this community that literally spreads globally. And it's a blessed group that we have of very strong fellowship and a very strong and resilient organization, group, community, however we want to say it, that has always before them love and Jesus in their heart, which is a very powerful thing to do because we don't take allegiance to any government. We take allegiance to God first. That is a great thing for the sense of understanding knowledge. It's an amazing thing for distributing the, the sense of the walk in Jesus as the basis of our faith. It is also a critical threat to the nation. And as we continue to grow and be successful at what we're doing, you can anticipate seeing a variety of elements to try to divide and conquer. This is where discernment is going to become critical and to understand what we're facing as we go ahead. I want to start here because it's going to reflect into what's really going on in the bigger part of the world. We have had, since Bards Fest, which was extremely successful, matter of fact, it was an anointed event. We had miracle healings. We had we had over we had 100 people that were baptized. We had over 200 people baptized in the Holy Spirit. We had a tremendous amount of change. And I also know that when people left that, the feeling that they took with them was profound. We also had talked about the property in Kentucky and possibly being able to acquire that. And that's still an unknown. I want to be very clear about it. And I, and I want to be very, very clear about that Kentucky property. There is only one way that that can come into the orbit of Bard's Nation. And that would have to be working in partnership with Willie. If that property is purchased by anybody else, it is not going to be a place that we will continue having uh, our festivals there. And there's a very particular reason, because there's an anointing on that property. And that property is an anointing given to Willie as a steward. And however he decides to move is not up to us. That's his choice. But I, I, will, I will tell you right now that that has to be in place for us to want to make it a home base. I'm not eager to make a home base out of any place. I want to be very honest with this because the effectiveness that we have is a distribution across the world. And, and I'm going to say honestly that um, this distribution is uh, as God is leading us to set out places where we literally can reach out and start to move our, our ministries into communities as communities are needed and as community and people call them in. And this is going to, this is all part of building and preparing the saints for the work of the ministry. Now, all of that said, um, I'm truly just walking and, and walking in the Holy Spirit with this. And this is where we need to be to understand that there are going to be attempts to divide and conquer. And a lot of that you have to be very much discerning in your heart. We've already seen it start on Telegram. And in Telegram, there has been a, a breakout of a lot of divisiveness to the point that it's ridiculous. And I and I'm honestly, and I'm, I'm be very just be very candid. I'm extremely disappointed in a lot of people that they would fall to the trap of the stupidity of arguing politics and and God in the same sentence. And there's a lot of that going on. And this is one of the reasons that we're going to eventually be closing down and telegram and moving over to our own platform where emails will be required to register on that there'll be a forum to change your ideas and all of that's there but we're trying to also slow down the pace of exchange right now what's happened on social media is people start going so fast to get wrapped into the frenzy of their emotions in the heart and they don't they stop anchoring themselves in the of the foundation of the faith 
Our movement here is not political. It is above that. It is walking truly in the Holy Spirit and looking at this as a change agent through our spiritual warfare and the abilities that we can affect through the Spirit before we start anchoring into the issues of the flesh. And it's very, very important that people understand this. And so without this, um, this is truly where we are. We are going to have to walk in a path where we are called to places. And this is part of, like, when going back to Flemingsburg, it is a, it's a beautiful, it was a beautiful experience. What we can't do is try to own that experience in one place. We are going to move as the Holy Spirit leads us and as we pray on it and move to it. So I've been apprehensive to anchor anywhere. And we will. Ha- there are some places that we do have teaming that are existing, and we will move with those. But all of this is about us being dynamic with the, where God calls us. And as we do that, and as we continue to move that, it is going to lead us in different places and equally expose the ranks to what I would call infiltration. One thing is absolutely pure here is that I'm not going to put up with or push for the, an internal fighting about one politician or another. It is not what this platform is about, and it never really has been. Even when I made an outright statement to support President Donald J. Trump, which is documented and posted on Breitbart, Breit, uh, Breitbart News to this day under Kilroy Rising, you will note how that qualification was made, that we supported him because at the time we endorsed General Flynn's support of him, and because President Trump has always been the was always the better choice between the evils of the government. But there is a place here to understand that the bigger calling has always been towards restoring our nation to a nation of we the people, which does not put any sort of emphasis on a single president or a single man. And that is that guiding principle is one to use in discernment as we move forward to understand where things are real within the message of Bards FM and, and Bards Nation and where things are starting to break away. I don't know where things are, what to anticipate ex- exactly, but I do know this. And I do know that constantly what's being, is being revealed is that this type of ministry that we're doing where we have these Bards Fests is not effective if we are constantly anchored in one place. And that's some of my own change in, in heart as we've moved. Some that, that may happen, but there will be limited amounts of that because the greater reach is to get this to the people. Not everybody can travel to a single Bards Fest location. And so there is an increasing discussion and, and working towards being able to bring smaller festivals to people in locations where they desire. And that should be, that is truly the work of the saints in the ministry. That is the apostle work. So I'm just preparing people for a variety of things because this is the the control element right now that is looking at where we're going, is looking at weaknesses, and that is there. And some of that's purely demonic, and some of that is by design by other agencies in this country. And we have to stay very focused on what our primary mission is and understand as well that each of us has a responsibility to do the work of the ministry and doesn't always have to have the responsibility to set and and to lock into one location. One of the most difficult and dangerous things a person can do in this type of environment is to become a rigid top-down organization. And by the by the way I work and the, by the way God has continued to lead is this has always been an organic uplift in the way we do things. 
and to inspire that sort of fire of, of, the, of the Holy Spirit within each person to take that work and go forward into the world. That's where we become super effective. That is where we start to reach out and do greater things. And this is where and this is where truly we start to, to bring God's work into the world and change communities as we need. We are dealing with a very top-down propaganda machine that is designed to keep people locked into a matrix, to keep people's eyes straight on, on, the, on one area, and to be very careful about and trying to keep people locked into a view so that we, they don't step outside of that. What's happened in this information war is there's been a tremendous amount of assault on that primary structure, which has been effective, and it's allowed people to drift away and start to think for themselves. And this is why you're starting to see the manifestation of bigger events like wars in the Middle East. And you're starting to see, since the Ukraine issue is starting to die off, they're trying to build a bigger war, a bigger problem, so that people constantly get sucked in. Just like this drama that's going on in D.C. right now with Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan did not get voted in. This is a constant cycle of creating division. It's a constant cycle of creating agitation. And you may sit and watch this sort of nonsense go on for the next six months because it draws your attention away from the bigger issues that are at play. At the core of this entire fight is a destruction of our relationship with God. That is the seed that they are trying to go after. And anything that goes after that is trying to pit man against man. And that's the whole point of this, is that once we get to that point, we cease to walk as brothers in Christ, and we start to walk as those of the tool of the devil himself. And this is where we have to be extremely important, aware, and vigilant as to how we move. And I'm, I'm very clear about this in, in this point. And so the, the functioning of Bard's nation is to maintain that focus on Christ, that, that focus on the Holy Spirit, and that focus on the most important elements of what we need to develop ourselves as saints in doing the work of the ministry. That will mean that sometimes things will be seemingly pretty consistent, and there may also be disruptive events that are necessary to try to sort out and re reposition ourselves to maintain that. One of those, very candidly, is the decision I've made, and I've made it through prayer, to remove Telegram as, as a source of where we come together. It is completely too divisive. It's too open to spam. It's got too, much, too many problems. And quite frankly, the whole sense of what the Bars Family Room was supposed to be has been lost. And it's more interested people to just dump their garbage and have arguments, and there's just no place or room for that. And I know that in the discussions in the last few days, people are panicked about how are we coming together, what are we doing? This is why we're replacing it with a forum that we're building ourselves. And there are that way we, there's a little more structure to it, and it's a little less insanely dynamic when people get impassioned and start to want to wail on each other for things that have nothing to do with God. That's the center point of everything. And, and it can't be lost in all of this. I'm happy to cover political topics. I do, I'm, to be blunt, that's just something I can do natively. I can see through things. I can build pictures out of them. I can see the patterns and trends, which I am blessed to be able to share. But at the same time, I never lose perspective on what this core fight is about. And neither should you or can you. The bottom line is that the core fight is always about the destruction in our relationship with God. And if we ever lose sight of that, we end up turning our swords on one another instead of turning our swords on the enemy. 
And that right now is what the enemy's doing a very effective job at. I want to play a short piece for you just to kind of give you an idea of what we're up against. Weapons of Mass Disinformation Yesterday, horrific news broke the global internet. A rocket blew up a children's hospital in Gaza, killing 500 people. That was the unbiased headline. On one side, reports are that Israel fired the missile at the children's hospital, killing 500 people. On the other side, reports were that Hamas misfired a missile, blowing up a children's hospital, killing 500 people. Israel releases footage of a Hamas missile strike gone wrong. Hamas releases footage from a different angle shown in an Israeli plane above when the hospital explodes. The news spread like wildfire, hitting all corners of the earth. Riots and protests in multiple countries angered about the news of attack on a children's hospital. Who is right and who is wrong? Neither. The hospital still stands. A rocket landed in the parking lot. 30 to 50 people are injured and or dead, but not the 500 originally reported. What would happen if the media and influencers and independent journalists just waited 24 hours until information is verified before running to their keyboards and posting? I get it. Clicks and views economy. And the early posters get the most virality. But this is people's lives, and you aren't posting anything original, just sharing unvetted info as if it's fact. It's dangerous. Last Friday, a six-year-old Palestinian child was stabbed 26 times and killed by the family's landlord. You Muslims must die, he screamed, while choking the mom and subsequently killing the child. All this from the media storm of the Day of Jihad propaganda that was spread globally. For those keeping track, that day never happened. But every major account online fueled the fire by stating it as if it were a guarantee to happen. I've been saying this since the day the conflict started. This is not a physical war. It's a psychological propaganda war. The death and killing are happening, yes. And one death is too many, yes. But that's not the purpose. The purpose is to divide, to create chaos, not only in the region, but all over the world, in your country, in your state, in your neighborhood. Most people are great, amazing, loving people. Most of us just want to be left alone and live our lives, be free and responsible for our own decisions, provide good lives for our families and loved ones. Stay sharp, level-headed, open-minded, logical, and most importantly, loving. As the propaganda continues to ramp up to another level, just remember, your neighbor isn't your enemy. This is dead on. And this is all the point we're trying to get to. People get very centered around self and wanting to do what they want to do. And they tend to and often do speak for communities. It's going to happen if it hasn't already happened for Bard's Nation. It's going, it has been happening throughout the Patriot Movement. And just so you understand, at, at the way I work, there are a significant circle of people that everything that we do, we work through prayer. And it's that way that decisions are made. And it's important to understand how that works because that means we're listening through, through, our, through the Holy Spirit. We're confirming for one another and big decisions are not made by one. They're made by good input, by wise counsel we wage war. And that is something I value very highly. When we look at the community outside in social media, it's also making those same mistakes. And it's what we're also seeing now in the Bars Nation and the Bars Family Room. People are just 
reacting. They're not sitting in prayer. They're not listening to, to the wisdom that God has to provide, and they're just emotionally reacting. And whatever that is, when somebody starts to step into that and start to declare what they want for something and not listening to that place, most of the time it's going to be be skewed or tainted by their own emotions, their own desires, even worse, or their own desire to own something that may not be theirs to own at all. This is a world now that has changed radically. And in order to understand this warfare, we have to make a decision here at a very critical point. Whom are we serving? Right now, still, too many people are serving their own desires and interests, subjecting themselves to the influences of propaganda and to 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 the issues of politics, legal fights, so forth. And they're not stepping back to ask the greater questions and pray into it to get the guidance that is needed. And the problem as well is people are reactive. And I'm making some broad brush statements, but it's proven factually if you just sit back and watch. There's too much necessity for people to react emotionally than sit calmly. And this is part of the nature of warfare. Sun Tzu's greatest effect of understanding war was to be calm in the face of an enemy, to do the things that the enemy doesn't expect you to do, but be, have the wisdom to understand that you're leading the enemy along. Unfortunately, those sorts of wisdoms aren't translated well to this type of fight. Still to this very day, even though we've been in this information war de- deeply since 2016, we have to. Social media does not promote that sort of wisdom, and unfortunately, that's sort of. Ir- hijacking of that wisdom where people would sit calmly and be able to work through problems using common sense, using some very significant issues of just breathing, literally, it becomes agitated, responsive, and people are trying to race to a finish and not understanding that that may not be what God wants. This also causes a few problems because people are saying like, I need to have an answer now. Well, sit with it a minute. You know, Ben Franklin used to say, count from 10 to zero before you respond. And if that, if you're still not calm, then start at a hundred and, and back, back to zero before your response. And there's some very big wisdom in that. And we have lost that wisdom. When we decided on Bards Fest, as an example, we had originally set up, and this was the latest one, we decided to sit with this and we came up with the location of somebody who'd come forward and we were going to be in Fredonia, Kansas. And we planned that for two months. And in the last minute of that there was a disruption that happened that the community wasn't comfortable with having Bars Fest there, and the decision was made not to have Bars Fest. Now, I could have immediately started picking up the phone and dialing, and I didn't. In fact, I sat with it for 10 days without saying a word. And it was then that I took it to prayer, and we took it to prayer and said, Father, let me explain what we need here. We need something by Friday. This was literally the prayer. We respect everything that you do and everything you provide, but we need an answer by Friday Otherwise, we have to cancel, not because we don't trust you, but because we literally have people who have their, are making plans and they can't continue down that path. In amazing, giving that time, space, and letting God show our wisdom, the opportunity for Flemingsburg opened up. And we were very moved by Flemingsburg in the time when we got there. That is an experience. It's a snapshot. And we can't own it, though. And this is the key here. I don't know if we'll be back to Flemingsburg or not, but what I do know is there is a blessing that we experience there that we have to take into our heart and now take it into the world. And whether or not we go back there or not will not be dictated by the property. It will be dictated by our our prayers and the leading of the Holy Spirit. That goes with everything that we should be doing in our life. 
And this is literally where if we start to take this effect and we start to walk this place, we start to understand understand that there's a greater wisdom that we're following that isn't driven by Google, isn't driven by these news feeds, isn't driven by the propaganda, and it allows us to find the center and discernment that we need moving forward. Divisiveness is the game of the enemy. And when we start to see that walk in here and go through here, we start to see the key piece that we are trying to accomplish, which is the kingdom fight. And that is a huge responsibility and a significant shift from where we have walked in the past. And that is us maturing in the body of Christ. And that's also us letting go of what we want and starting to listen to what God needs us to do. We are soldiers on this battlefield, and our commander-in-chief is Jesus. And if we don't understand that and, and respect that, then what we're doing is we're just literally running rogue missions. That is a process that hopefully as we mature, all of us, we can have all things guided by God. And we aren't that perfect yet. But as we do and we start to mature that, that is where we begin and that is where we arrive. And that is an amazing walk to make. The more we let go of what we want, the more that we lean into him of what he wants, the more that is shown before us. And so as, as a community, and this is something that I see and I try to steward and I have walked this walk for four plus years now, and I have made more than my errors, and I have stumbled more times than I can count, but it is a process of growth, which we have all walked together on. And that's something that I'm continuing to push forward on to try to grow this, this wisdom as we all share. It's God's wisdom to try to expand a place where we are truly bringing in that power and glory of, of God into our lives to be greater than the problem, to have eyes bigger than the stupidity that falls before us to provide wisdom and guidance for a world as a remnant that can truly endure this fight, not in divisiveness, but in the power of the Holy Spirit to raise up that fire and truly guide a nation back to we, we have God on the throne and it's literally with us at his feet and it's a government that's subordinate to us. That's the model. But we're not going to get there through trying to believe that in an election process we're going to change a corrupted Congress, or that we're going to somehow get one man in play that's going to save a nation, because that's not the way we were designed. It's not what the republic is, and it's not what God would want of us. So these are things where everything that we discuss and start to frame starts to mature. And if we look at even what I've talked about for the last four years, my own discussions, monologues, and, and research has grown. It's grown because each step I've put more emphasis on what God will lead me to do. And each step I've stripped away more of what I wanted and listened more to him. And that's just a process that we've all shared in and walked. This world is designed to be highly divisive. It's designed to be painful. It's designed to drive hate. It's designed to divide us. And it's something that we have to try to walk above. And it's not easy. Take this headline, for example. FDA finds single or signal, in quotations, for seizures among COVID-19 vaccinated toddlers. What this article gets to here is an admission that the children are now injected, and instead of admitting that the vaccination was a destruction, they're simply saying now that they've got signals to detect myocarditis and syndromes from the vaccination. It's a backdoor in saying, we poisoned your kids and you're stuck with it. This is their, their way of softening the blow to tell you that we engineered an attack on your children and they'll be screwed up for the rest of your life. How do we approach something like that? 
there is an, an immediate visceral attack that comes with us that we want to strike out with anger and hatred. We do want justice, and we need justice on something like this. But in a case like this, the hardest place we have to go is to step back and start to pray for the children, to start to let go of the place that they were, that this war was waged upon them, and unfortunately by the will of the parents, and understand that the parents were many, many of them influenced by a media, by an evil that they may not have even recognized. And so from the parent to the child, we're going to have to provide a way in our hearts to give forgiveness. And at the same time, we're going to have to turn that justice over to God with a pure heart to say, Father, we release our judgment on the parent and the child, and we need your justice to step in here. And then we need to pray and heal that child and believe in our heart of hearts that God will hear our prayers and use the directives and the authorities that we have given to us by Jesus to make miraculous healing in that child. Those aren't easy things to do, and that's just one topic of so many that are happening. Today, insurrection. They had a pro-Palestinian occupation of capital of the Capitol building. This is January 6th all over again, and yet there's not one arrest going on that makes of any difference. They went into the Capitol, they sat there, and while we have innocent people sitting over here in jail because they went there to pray and they went there to celebrate and to make their, va- their voice known, now we have the radicals now that are coming up and trying to break into the Capitol, and there won't be much said of this anymore. This is the two-tier justice system. So what do we do? How do we handle this once again? Our prayers need to be truly to the throne, and we need to be bringing it to the court of heaven to ask for a judgment to be placed upon this nation. And this isn't, doesn't make things easy. We don't have always the, the answers that we want, and but we have to continue to hold that line of kingdom because part of what we're witnessing here is greater than us. Let me give you an example of this. Through the process of these issues, which is are very difficult not to get viscerally hateful at times, we are also being shown a higher walk. And with the people that are suffering consequences, they too are being awakened to the type of system under which they, are, they live. Time and time again, we are hearing people coming to Christ. Time and time again, we are hearing people stepping away from the matrix and turning and saying, I don't know what to do, but I need to find my faith in God. These are not easy things to do. And they aren't easy for us to manage because our role has shifted. We become the apostles. We become the teachers. We become the guides for people coming over to show them a walk of how we can actually get along. That doesn't change our need to pray for these people, to be vigilant for their justice. It doesn't change our need to be active in the world, to contact the congressman, to pray against some of these strongholds, to be active in presence so people see that we are not going to tolerate this. But what they're trying to do always is to promote the hate, promote the hate, embed the hate, and to divide us to such a level and to such a degree that we become violent with one another. And that is where we have to draw the line. You know, when we have somebody that we disagree with, and there was a great piece today of a guy talking to a bunch of woke people, and he said, if, and he looked at the woke group, and he said, if you run into somebody racist, you reject them. And he said, absolutely. He says, I do not. He says, let me explain. He says, Jesus forgives. And he said, so when I come across somebody who's racist, I'm praying with them and I'm talking to them about another way. Watching the faces of the people in this woke area was like watching a complete rewiring of their brain because they don't know anything other than to be divisive and hateful. And this entire fuel of this this system has been driven by 
divisiveness and hatefulness. And that seed in the little examples we've had recently with Telegram has been trying to find its way in to the community that we've built here on a fellowship in Christ. We have to be better than that. We have to strive to be higher than that. And we have to find our footing more solidly on the rock of faith. I have no illusions to think that I will say things that won't cause people to disagree. But having a respectful conversation with somebody is far different than going hateful and turning it on to try to create division. And sadly, what ends up happening is people get to a point often that they want to leave an organization, but they don't have the humility just to say that I want to step aside. They want to give themselves a reason. And so in doing so, they try to create and stir problems, which feeds their own wounds and inside. That's where they need deliverance. But instead of getting deliverance, they try to leave the scars behind for all of us to suffer. And we have to, again, we have to be better than that. We have to be superior to that, and we have to walk in a place where we really embrace that walk together. Our next steps here as we go forward in months and years, there's a lot of unknowns. We have a calling to set up places, which we call under Operation Vineyard for children. We have a calling, and that calling's huge, to continue these things of Bart's Fest. We have a calling to continue to build out a ministry that is a difficult one because it's online. It's open to all. We don't often get to see face-to-face. But all of those things require that all of us come to this space in a common commitment. We have to be able to work as a family. We have to be able to communicate. And that's part of the idea of building this new forum to where we can start finding locations where people can find their common people locally and geographically and not be tied up into the social media system like Telegram where we don't have any emails, we have no way of communicating with anybody, and people can just run amok. And that's not what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to create a monobody thinking. In fact, diversity in thought is the hallmark of what biblical life is, but it's respectful. It's common sense. It's talking to one another from a place of love, not trying to sling an ax at somebody because you disagree and you want to ax them to the root. That's not the point. And so it's about all of us stepping up a level now, and we have to level up. And by leveling up, we have to start understanding that we have been successful. And we are continuing to be successful. And by leveling up, that means that we are working together for a common goal. But we're not trying to speak for everybody. We're not trying to make big decisions for everybody. We're starting to level up and working together in prayer and in in listening to that word of God to move things forward in a beautiful way. I receive emails every day from people for different reasons. I received a prophetic word, which was amazing because the prophetic word was more accurate than the person realized, but they were humble enough to send me and say this, like, I don't even know if this is right or if it resonates, but here it is for you. We receive requests for prayer. We receive ideas, and it's this is coming into a central place. When it comes to affecting the whole group, Bard's Nation, like it or not, God's put me here in a stewardship to do that. And with the wisdom that he's given me, not only do I listen to him, I listen to the many people that are around me and the many voices in the community. But either way, that mantle of stewardship was passed to me. So we may not always agree with where I go. I get that, and that's fine. But being disagreeing with where I go or what I say does not give you license in this community to try to tear it apart from the inside or to make decisions for an entire community that doesn't involve what we're doing as a whole. I'm putting these things out there because we are entering into a phase where we're going to have to be moving a bit faster. And this is just common sense wisdom in understanding how we work. And we are more than just a podcast. We have become a movement. 
we have become a remnant and we become a movement that is literally bringing the Holy Spirit into people's lives. And with that movement and expansion, we are a tribe. And we have now linked with two other major tribes. One of those tribes is called Resistance Nation, led by Michelle and Leah, two people that I have so much respect for and deep love for that have done an amazing job of ministry that doesn't necessarily parallel everything we do. So I get when I get emails from people saying, explain what they say, I'm not accountable for what they say. We're not teamed at the hip so much that we lock we walk locksteps, but rather we complement each other in perfect ways that God has led. I respect their uniqueness as they respect mine. They respect Bars Nation uniqueness as I respect Resistance Nation's uniqueness. And that goes as well with the third part of this, is which is the Church of Glad Tidings. Not everything that goes on in the Church of Glad Tidings do I give a hat tip to and say it's perfect. But we walk in unison in a, in a kingdom-type partnership that we support one another and grow the kingdom. What's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to bring the gospel and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And why do we do that? Because it's only through Jesus. It's only He is the way. He is the way to heaven. There is no other way. And that's so important to understand in this time, that that is the core mission. And along the way, we want to heal the sick and the broken. We want to cast out demons. We want to raise the dead. And we want to do greater works than he, because that's us expanding into the kingdom in a greater way. But that doesn't get solved or resolved by throwing stones. And just as Jesus reminded us when we stood there, when he stood there between the accusers with rocks in their hand and the adulteress, he was able to use the power of his voice and the glory of words to simply tell and remind people that if you throw a stone, you have two more or three more coming back at you because you are not as perfect as you're trying to be. And the accusers left. And as he turned to the adulteress, he said, where are your accusers? And he said, they, she said, they are not here, my Lord. And he gave her these great words, go and sin no more. That means it's possible. That means that every one of us has that within our ability if we seek that true walk with Christ. I have been away and on the road for four and a half weeks. In this four and a half weeks, God has worked on me in the most amazing ways. I have released and, and openly discussed some of the big burdens on my heart that have been there and shared them openly so that there's never any discussion about who I am. There's nothing that the enemy can use against me. I've worked through pieces in my own life that are personal and I've made them public. We've worked this place to show you a level of transparency, not because I said I wanted to, but because God said to me, I want you to. And I said, okay, Lord, I'll obey because I've committed myself to walk into the yes. And that yes sometimes moves me faster than most people can keep track of. And that's okay. But what is always there and increasingly there is the love for what he has for us and the love for this community that we are building. That love has to be part of all of our walk. And with that, there has to be a deeply forgiving and repentant heart as we walk along. And that's us coming together, us being better, and thus being greater. So this is just the bottom line of us growing and maturing as a community. And it was really on my heart to step in tonight to talk about this because it is, we are at a critical hour where we have to find our strength in the common ground in which we stand. That strength, that root, that strong stand in which we are there, that is where we stand on that. That is the rock of faith. And in, within our hearts is the loving Christ. And through us is the power of the Holy Spirit 
And through Jesus to the Father, through Christ to the Father, is our way home. And when we put that in our hearts in everything we do, we have a moment to take a breath. We have a moment to sit and hear his voice, to seek his face, and to truly gain the wisdom that he wants for all of us in such an amazing and brilliant way. We are all children of the Most High. We are equal in kingdom. Wherever you sit does not mean you are lesser than another, but you are loved by God in the most amazing, amazing way. And that is one of our greatest blessings and gifts we could ever have. We have to live into that. Jesus died on the cross and gave us victory in the kingdom. Our fight now is to bring victory to earth. And we never stop that pursuit. I use the terms fight and war, and those translate differently than what you see in Hollywood. Hollywood wants you to believe that the only way to fight is to shoot somebody, stab somebody, hang somebody, whatever you're going to do. And they want you to only believe that war takes place with guns and people in uniforms and big tanks and rockets and whatever else they can contrive. We are dealing in primarily and first and foremost with a spiritual war. And this war is intense. It is a war that we must wage daily with our commitment to our faith, the purity of our heart in Christ and the love in Christ, and using the weapons and tools that we are given, whether that's prayer, whether that's declarations, whether that's using the authorities given to us by Christ, whether it's seeking that greater works. However that is, we have the ability scripturally, and we're reminded that we can wage war and destroy fortresses with the weapons of the, of the Spirit, not the weapons of the flesh. And so that resolve in our heart is a pursuit every day that we do individually and we do collectively. And the more that we come together where two or three are gathered, the greater in force our prayers are. And when we're seeking healing, when we come together, as we give testimony to our healing, the greater our prayers are. God intended us to work together as a community, not as individuals. And that's one of the biggest traps and lies that happens in our world. And it is most fueled in the place of social media. Don't let it corrupt you. Be real. Anchor yourself. Reach out to people to find community. They're here. We're in our own community. People want to pray together. People want to come together. Do that. And as we do, we become mightier in He. We walk a greater path. And in so doing, we become a greater force of the remnant than we could ever imagine. Let's pray. Father God, come to you today very humbled and blessed and just bless this community that you've allowed to build, this fellowship that is truly fantastic. We have a fellowship now that is growing to a place to truly having impact, not just local, but on a global scale. So Father, I just pray tonight for just a blessing of wisdom on the hearts and common sense, to remind ourselves and be reminded always of our mission, of what we're here for and what our intent is, to truly be spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be out here to heal the sick and broken, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and to do greater works than he, and to do it always in the honor and the breath as Christ would walk. So, Father, as we pray for this blessing tonight, just pray that this blessing settles in on everybody's heart to a place that it becomes so exciting, so in intense, so visceral, that we're stepping into something greater than we've ever imagined. Bless us and guide us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So away we go, and this is just one of those checkpoints along the way, a reminder of where we're going, a reminder of what we're here for, a reminder of what our greater purpose is. And that is important to remember because sometimes we've just moved so fast that we, take, we forget to take a step back and take a breath.
where we go and, and the things that we do will continue to be expansive and we will reach many places and we will reach many hearts. But we can never forget the singular purpose of why we are here. We are here to expand the kingdom in the image of Jesus himself. And when we walk that way, how great things truly are. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.